Well, good afternoon. Say it's a good day in the kingdom. A day of great rejoicing. A day when he set aside just for you. He's got good things in store for each and every one of us. Can you say amen? Well, let's just stand on our feet just a minute and lift our hands and give him praise. Give him praise. You're here today. You're alive today. You're breathing air today. I'm certain most of you are ready to eat already. We just rejoice in you, Lord. We rejoice. We rejoice. We thank you, Father, for the spirit of refreshing. Lord God, the equipping of the saints, even right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the impartations of the Holy Spirit that are taking place already today. We thank you, Father, for the entrance of your word that comes through Pastor Bill. We bless you for this amazing gift that you've blessed us with, that you've imparted into each one of us revelation, that you've stirred us up, you are equipping us to do more and more each and every day. Lord, we thank you for the fresh anointing upon our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our hearts to perceive so that we can do correctly in this day and this hour. Lord, we stand with you. We stand in covenant with you. I thank you for the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that covers each and every one. Lord, I give you praise for that right now. I'm just going to ask you to pray in the Spirit. I, I have a burden and I... E raba babadiya silabu sande de la bushidi di ombunda dali di di ala katanakata. Kelise kimende di kanda lobu to la bushele bunda di ala babadiya tai. E la mabadenda li di di anda dole bushidi di ala mahanda dole bekele kiatada de liete di osobatunda. Marisa mohunda de bushili di di ala mahanda dole kiatada. E radie di lo shola hai e botara de li di di opatara di osobatoto. E mababadie le bushidi di ala mahanda dole bushidi di anda dole boko babate. Ale beshidi di ala handa dole boshidi di ala handa de la katai. E raboshalanda doshibi di apotarade li di di ondarade esta. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Put your hands on her. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for the spirit of refreshing. I thank you, Lord, for the strengthening, the strengthening of your Holy Spirit upon our sister even right now. Lord God, a refreshing of the waves, of the winds, of the Spirit, it will blow afresh upon her even right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You renew her strength. That Lord God, in the name of Jesus, the greater grace would come upon her in this day and this hour in the name of Jesus. Lord, I give you praise for this vessel of honor. I give you praise, Father God, for this amazing vessel that you have, that you have anointed her with. Lord God, by your Spirit, you show her your 
your goodness and your mercy. You pour out your Spirit upon her in a new and fresh way. You strengthen her with might by your Spirit. You bring her into a place of strength and ability that she's maybe never seen before. And Lord, I give you praise, Father, in the name of Jesus. 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 Alex, come here. I need an interpreter. Did you ever pray that you would interpret? I know there's a mic here. Don't tell me you're eating. God's going to increase that on your life, son. He's going to increase that. Slowly, slowly, ahead, but further. Don't stop. Keep on pressing. The door going to get open. You have not seen. Can't even imagine. What have been prepared? Prepared for you. If you would dare. To reach out. And press on. Don't stop. Slowly. But surely. Step by step. Mm. I'm waiting for you. On the other side. Don't be afraid. Step by step. Just thank him. Just thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex, I, I seen something on you. I, I didn't finish it yesterday. I, I felt. Oh, I want to encourage you with this, as my friend, but also as a co-labor together in the same kingdom that we walk around in, is to understand. 
But there are things the Lord's going to use you to build, to resurrect, to raise up. And it might be churches. It might. It might. You know. Don't just get stuck in church thinking. You prevail in kingdom thinking because it'll expand that. But I've seen, and, and the testimony I have, and maybe some of you, you could be seated if you'd like to, but he can't. Uh, what, what I've seen, what come to me, and I know many of you probably read about this, but uh, a great man of God, his name was Oral Roberts, and uh, he would, uh, he thought you could just pray in the Spirit as you had the warm fuzzies, you understand me, as you just, you know, you had to, you felt, you had that unction to pray, you know. And uh, I believe it was uh, Brother Wilk, was it Wilkerson? Dave? Ralph. Ralph. And uh, Ralph taught him that no, it's just, you know, anytime you want to, because while you're talking to God. Well, I believe that the way that... Uh, Neil, you correct me if I'm wrong here. I believe that the way that ORU was built was by him walking around a piece of property, praying in the Spirit, and asking God to give him interpretation. Now, I know you're an interpreter, all right? <laughs> okay, but this is beyond that. And what I've seen, that there's things you're going to experience, and you're clueless. You don't, I, you, you don't, God wants to do something, but I'm not certain what he wants to do here. The Lord said he's going to give you the interpretation if you'll take the time to set yourself apart and pray in the Spirit and allow that to well up inside of you and you're going to start knowing things that need to come into, in, into place so that they can be resurrected. I'm not saying you're going to build them. I'm just saying you're going to know it so then you're going to know what to do. So I encourage you to push into that. You're going, you're going to find yourself and it's just going to look like nothing. But you have something. You're impregnated with that. You know, there's, there's, there's babies to be birthed. All right. I love you, man. Yeah. Jay, I, I uh, before I can go on, you know, I'll pick on you too. All right. Y'all stretch your hands out towards this man of God. What an amazing, amazing vessel. I am so proud to be a part of his life. What I've seen is I, I, I rubbed shoulders with you here when I was just got in the building, and I, I just felt the Lord said to encourage you to increase, increase, increase. Huh. As for you and your children, they're going to increase greatly, but also the ministry and the ministry gift that's placed upon you is going to increase. You're going to come to a place where everything looks too small, and God's going to expand your horizon so that you can see clearer, that you can actually see it. In other words, that you're going to see it by the eye of faith. I know what you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's going to be bigger than what you imagined. In other words, your, your output is going to be bigger. The revelation you carry is going to grow, is going to exceed that beyond many that you've walked with in the past. In other words, the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of him that you carry as a man of God is going to come, it come in waves and it's going to bring increase to your ministry. It's going to bring increase into your financial affairs. It's going to bring increase into your family, your household, and your outreach. 
I want you to understand that the spirit of increase, I'll call it a spirit because why? It's part of what the Holy Spirit does is He will bring increase to you in a capacity and in other places in your life that you never experienced before. In other words, increase of wisdom, increase of, 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 of knowledge that will be imparted into you by as you listen with the intent to do. Not to listen to the intent to learn, but you listen with the intent, I'm going to do that. And as you put your hands to the plow in different areas of ministry, you're going to see increase come, and you're going to also see men and women, families, that are going to be added to you, that are going to give you extra strength, that are going to hold up your hands, that are going to surround you. I see a hedge of protection coming upon you and your household that is going to exceed that which was in the past, because why? There's been angels given over you, charge over you to protect you and keep you in all your ways and you understand that I know you do but understand there's more because why of the vision of the purpose but of the increase that God's going to bring upon you young man Amen. Amen. Amen well thank you Jesus y'all doing well thank you Lord thank you Lord I, I, I'll just pick right up where we left off I guess and I guess we didn't get very far that's second Thessalonians chapter 2, if you don't mind, if you just turn there. I, I want you to see that you are containers, each and every one of you in Christ are containers of the glory of God. The way you carry it, the way, you, the way God manifests that through your life might be different than anyone else, and that's okay. But I want you to experience what I believe is going to be a release of the glory of God upon you, through you, more and more every day. In other words, God is opening doors for the body of Christ, for His children, that have not been opened before. And I'm talking about big doors into nations. I'm talking about doors into communities, into people groups. I'm talking about God is opening doors because hearts have been prepared for the entrance of the Word of God and for the ministry of the Holy Spirit to flow and to operate through His people to the degree that will bring the harvest in, but also equip the harvest by what we understand as discipleship. And much of that is going to be one-on-one, maybe a one-on-two or three. But also, I want to encourage you ministers that as you, as you preach, as you teach, as you minister, there could be multitudes of people that you'll be able to disciple quickly. Why? Because there's a process that's going forth in the earth right now by the Spirit of God that what used to take years is only going to take a year. What used to take a year can just take a month. What used to take a month can take a week. And what used to take a week can take a day. And what used to take a day can take an hour. And what used to take an hour could be done in minutes. Can you say amen? Because why? There's a catch-up that has to take place to get God's people, His ecclesia, into a place of strength in the earth so that the people can see and experience the glory of God like no other generation has ever seen it. 
You have been handpicked. You have been hand-chosen, church. Each and every one of you, understand, for such a day as this. This is the greatest day and hour that we could ever rise and shine like a noonday sun. And the glory of God is upon us. And understand that that glory wants to manifest in the midst of what we see as a dark hour. But understand, there's nothing new under the sun. Understand that there's been other people that have gone through extreme things. Understand that there's some heartache situations that many of you have gone through. But praise God that those days are over. The days of glory upon earth are here. Are you going to believe it? See, the key is, is are you going to believe that you are living in the greatest day and hour that any generation has ever lived in? Are you going to believe that this is harvest season? Are you going to believe that this is your day, your hour, to rise and shine like a noonday sun in the midst of darkness? Because see, if you're not going to believe it, then you're just going to set and you're not going to do what you need to do. In other words, you're going to wait for somebody else to come by. You're going to wait for a special sermon or for somebody to lay their hands on you that might stir up something inside of you. Or you're just going to say, you know what, God, be it unto me according to your word, and we're going to get her done. If there's a generation that needs to get her done, it's us. You understand? I don't care how young you're in this, how young you are here, or I don't care how old you are. Understand, you're hand-picked, you're hand-chosen, you're not too late, you're right on time, and this is your day and your hour to rise and shine like a noonday sun, and understand that you got to leave the depression behind, you got to leave the opposition behind, and you got to press unto Jesus, who is your author, your finisher. He will finish your faith, He started it, He will bring it through to an end. Understand, it's not the end yet, because why? This gospel has got to go into all the nations and pre- be preached and be ministered and be and disciple each and every place. Can you say amen? Because why? Doors are opening. In other words, assignments are going to come even in the night season. And what I see on some of you, all of a sudden you're going to get stirred up 2.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. It don't matter. All of a sudden, you know, I can't lay here anymore. I got an appointment. That's the time you have to get up. That's the time you gotta, you understand, I like what Jerry Savelle did. He would stand on the, on the side of the, of the bathtub because if he fell asleep, he'd fall out. In other words, sometimes you've gotta do things that are gonna put you into a place where you're not comfortable so you'll stay awake. So you'll stay awake and you'll listen as you wait upon the Lord and He downloads, He speaks to you and you start seeing the mysteries of which have been held up in store for you for such a time as this. See, many of you are going to experience things in your life that you're going to say, wow, why didn't I hear that five years ago? I've been waiting for this and all of a sudden I don't feel like I'm prepared. But understand, He knows exactly the time when you're prepared. He knows exactly when you can hear and perceive what He has to say to you. So if you will stay at attention, if you will stay in that place where the glory of God comes out, understand that's underneath the spout, that's in Psalm 91, understanding that you're living and abiding underneath the shadow of the Almighty, you're saying to the Lord, you're saying the right stuff, your heart's right, your attitude's right, you're not walking in strife or bitterness or resentment or jealousy, you're not holding holding unforgiveness in your heart, you know that you're washed by the blood, you got a hold of John 1 John 1 and 9, you understand 
understand when you confess He forgives, He forgets, and He doesn't bring it back to you, and you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So now you're standing in a place of truly able to go boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy, to find grace to help in a time of need. And understand, this is a time of need for the body of Christ, but this is also a time of need for the heathen out there. Can you shout amen? In other words, they need you, they need your voice, they need you anointed, they need you full of the Holy Ghost, they need to understand that the same Jesus that went about doing good and healing all the oppressed of the devil, for God was with him, is with his people. Can you shout amen? In other words, the same healer is inside of you because he hasn't changed. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you find 2 Thessalonians chapter 2? You guys are sharp here. Sid, they're getting primed for you, buddy. All right, all right. So in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, just a little bit of rebuke in case you weren't here yesterday. In verse 13, it says, But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Say, I believe the truth. The truth has come to me. It set me free for such a day as this. So I will walk in freedom. I will walk in liberty. And I will walk in the Spirit. The glory of God is upon my life. It's within my life. I will experience and operate in the God's glory. Hallelujah. In verse 14, it says, Therefore, or wherefore, He called you by the gospel to the obtaining of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast, hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or epistle. Now our, our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God, even the Father, which hath loved us, hath given us an everlasting consolation, a good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts. Establish you in every good word. Say word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Understand, you and I have got to stay full of the Word of God. You and I have got to stay in a place where we don't waver from the truth. In other words, this is not a day or an hour to compromise. There's too many people doing it right now. In other words, it's not a time to fall in the ditch on either side. It's a time to stay in the straight and narrow and to walk in holiness as you walk with the Lord. Can you shout amen? Amen. So he says here, comfort your hearts, establish you in every good word, and work. Say work. Work. I was made to work. If I want to eat, I got to work. So I'm going to work. I'm going to work in the kingdom. I'm going to do the works of God. These works and greater works shall I do because my Lord went to be with my Father. And He didn't leave me comfortless. He gave me the same Spirit that raised Him up from the dead. So I'm not without power. I got the power. Oh, I'm feeling bad for the devil. But that's that's just a feeling that's gone. Because you're here. You understand? I'm saying you're here. And I want you to see the greater one lives inside of you when you're in Christ. 
And you are in Christ, and if you're not in Christ, then you best get in Christ. And the best way to do that is by believing in your heart that God raised Christ from the dead and confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So let's just all of us call on the name of Jesus Christ here this morning. Jesus! Hallelujah! Jesus! You are Lord of this United States! Of America, you're our Lord. I give you praise. Jesus, you are Lord. So we obtain by seeking. We often receive without seeking. Now I want you to get this. There's things that you've got to obtain individually, personally, and us corporately as the body of Christ that maybe we haven't tapped into yet and, or so that we're not actually manifesting it yet. One of them is signs and wonders and demonstrations of the Holy Ghost to a higher power, a higher degree than we've ever seen before. Many of you have had dreams. You probably have prophetic words over you. Many of you have seen things, uh, understand uh, whether it's been by an inward vision, inward witness, or maybe you've had a, a dream in the night, or e even a daydream during the day, and you've seen miracles. Is there anyone in here? Am I, talk am I talking to anyone here? You've seen things by the eye of faith, by the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who is showing you things to come, and you have set, and you're like, when? 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 Well, I want you to know, now is the day. I'm telling you, now is the day for you to step out the same way that Pastor Bill's son stepped out of that airplane. Because why? When you step out, there ain't nothing there to hold you up but the Holy Ghost and the structure of the Word of God in which you stand in. So in other words, your faith will keep you. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. Your faith has the ability for you to overcome in every circumstance. What if I miss it? Big deal. Is there anyone in here that hasn't missed it yet? I want to meet you. I didn't think so. So what I'm saying is you'll never, you'll never step out in faith unless you step out. I said you'll never walk in the, on the water unless you do walk on the water. Oh, what if I sink? I believe there's one there to rescue you and me. Amen? What if I fail? I believe there's one that can redeem the time and pick you back up. I believe there's a good God who's in love with you. I don't know about you, but I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And He still puts up with me. I heard a message this morning. It had a whole lot to do with long-suffering. I don't know about you, but He has been long-suffering to this old boy. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad He's been long-suffering to you? Aren't you glad that He's not impatient with you? Aren't you glad that He loved you and that His love never failed you and it will never let you down and it will never let you go? Aren't you glad that you can do exceed, or He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that works in you? Aren't you glad that that same power that's working in you is the same power that raised Him up from the dead? Aren't you glad that He is, in other words, He's not without power? He's not without ability. 
He's not without grace. He's not without truth. He's not without love. He's not without the enduring ability of the grace of God to give you so that you can endure, run your race, hit the mark of the call, the high calling of God that's upon your life. Can you shout amen? Amen. So I want you to understand, my brother and sister, this is your day and your hour to rise and shine like a noonday sun. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't wait till somebody comes and gives you a prophetic word. Don't wait until, well, dear God, I gotta, I gotta read this book and that book. I, I'm not against books. I'm not against going to church. I'm not against being hands being laid on us. I'm not against those things. But what I'm saying, do you know the Holy Ghost? Do you know Him? Do you understand that He is able to instruct you in the way that you need to go? Do you understand that it's your your ability to stand in the presence of a living God and allow Him to impart into you what you need to do each and every day? Do you understand that you can stand perfect and complete in all the will of God? Do you understand that He can fill you with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding every day? Do you understand that you can walk worthy of the Lord and be fully pleasing under the good work? to which He's called you to. In other words, you were created for good works. And how are you going to do that? You can't do it in the natural because the natural things are not going to last. I'm telling you, the natural things are not going to last. But there's eternal things that God wants to work in you and through you to accomplish what He needs to take place in the earth in this day and this hour. And He will give you the grace so that you can stand in the strength of the Holy Spirit and do what He has anointed you to do. And you might as well say, Amen. We've reviewed enough. I'd like you to go. I heard a great preacher last night, and uh, he was talking about John 17. To me, that's the Lord's Prayer, all right? I I know that, that you might say, well, that's not what I know about the Lord's Prayer. Well, Jesus was praying it, so we're just going to go there, and I want to make this statement to Armada, if you're uh, not uh, connected to Armada, maybe you're just visiting here, we invite you. All right, we'll just call you family right now. That'd be okay. Thank you. So now is the time for Armada, and I believe it's the time for the body of Christ. Can you say amen? It's the time for God's people, which are called by His name, that have taken the time and humbled themselves and prayed and seeked His face, understand He wants to use them to bring healing to the land. And as we look at this, it says... In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Your faith in this is for now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is substance. Can you say amen? Can you see it? See, if you can see it by the eye of faith, you can possess it. If you're seeing, if you've seen those miracles in the Spirit, I guarantee you, God wants you to walk in them. If He has showed things to you, He wants you to experience it. There's a, what I'll, call, I'll refer to as the spirit of seeing and knowing. You see things in the Spirit, He gives you a knowing of it, and I want you to know that you're going to experience it. I'll give you the simple, a simple uh, testimony 
uh, a pastor friend of mine, when I was pastoring in West Virginia, he come down, he wanted to shoot deer, all right? He grew up and he wasn't allowed to hunt evidently and he didn't start hunting until he was in his 40s. And uh, I was with him when he got his first deer uh, back in the, the Titusville area of Pennsylvania. And then when I moved, he says, you know, he says, I heard there's a lot of deer down there, can I come down? Well, I had a friend of mine who had 100 acres and he says, yeah, bring them down. I don't like to hunt anymore because I've seen too much hair, too much blood, too much guts, but I like to drive deer into people so that they can shoot them. I hope that's okay with you city people. Anyhow, so we we get him down there. We're on this on this piece of property, and he gets up in his tree stand. And we had another brother that was with him, and I'm meditating on the spirit of seeing and knowing. All right, not expecting to see what I seen, because I certainly you know I I didn't expect it. I really didn't. So you know, praise God. God's good. But my heart was right because I wanted him to get a big buck. Because the first one he got was sick. And he, sh- yeah, see, uh, he didn't know it. He just shot it. But after I looked at it, because I was a meat cutter by profession, I kind of understand those things. I thought this thing was about ready to die and you just put him out of his misery. All right. Beautiful buck. All right. But he wasn't getting up running anywhere. He just shot him. He was dead. All right, so I'm thinking I want him to get the real deal, baby. Because why? There's nothing. I mean, if you're a hunter, you understand what I'm talking about. There's an excitement that you get in your heart when you pull the trigger and he goes boom. Other than when you pull the trigger and he goes. Some of you have experienced that too. But what I'm saying is, we got him in this position. I'm, I'm probably a mile and a half away from where they are. And I said, well, at daylight, I'm coming up, and deer are going to come to you. I'm talking in faith, all right? I was expecting that, all right? But I was definitely in faith. And he gets up there, and I walk up, and I'm standing there waiting for daylight. And all of a sudden, in the Spirit, I see a big buck jump out in front of me that I could have shot. And I seen this, and I knew I wasn't two. And I seen him run up and run this way. And then all of a sudden, I was just back into normal. And I'm thinking, wow, that was cool. I, at daylight, I stepped out from under, behind that tree. I don't think I made two or three steps. And all of a sudden, this big buck jumped up in front of me. I mean, beautiful buck. And I'm like, well, I mean, I could have shot him. But I knew in my knower that it wasn't my deer. I knew that I had a job to get that deer to that young man who needed to get a real buck that wasn't sick. So I seen it, spirit of seeing and knowing, the Holy Spirit is a practical application to see. You get this. I want you to see that... Okay, I started walking, I started following him, and he headed in exactly the way I seen him, and the next thing I hear is boom, boom. And I'm thinking, man, I hope this pastor got him, and not the other guy, because the other guy's got plenty of deer. Well, I get up there, and he was like a kid. I'm telling you, it was, it was, it was, it was so rewarding to me. But I just thank the Lord, because why? Why? 
he was training me in understanding. He wanted to show me things, even in the practical sense, so that I could cooperate with him. Do you know the Bible says that you and I are co-laborers together with him? We're not putt-putting, chug-chugging for the Lord. We're supposed to work with him. In other words, to work with somebody, you've got to have communication. You've got to have relationship. You've got to understand the, the way they speak, the way, the way they communicate. Is that right? In other words, I want you to understand the way the Holy Spirit wants to communicate with you. You've got to get it so that you understand it. And that's why you've got to cry out and say, God, I've got to have wisdom that's beyond the natural. I've got to tap into your wisdom because you said if I lack, you'll give it if I ask it in faith. And when He gives it to you, He increases your understanding so that you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you know the way He clicks, the way He thinks, so that you're not thinking and you're not working on a, on a normal plane because why? you stepped up higher into the plane of the Spirit. You've stepped up higher into what I call the realm of the glory of God so that you can flow and operate in Him and with Him and through Him and allow Him to work in you and through you and for you. Can you say amen? So as we look at this church, I want you to see the spirit of seeing and knowing, understanding that the glory of God, understand that God wants to show you things to come so that you're not rattled, that you can be secure in your relationship, so that you can walk in boldness, you can walk in accuracy, and you can be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing in the right frame of mind by the right spirit. Because why? God has divine appointments for every one of us. There's people that you're met, that you're called to meet and introduce to Jesus Christ. I said there's people out there that need the glory of God and experience the glory of God because you got what they need. I said you got a word in season for people that are weary. I'm telling you right now, you got, you got a testimony that people need to hear that'll bring them into a place of faith and saying, you know what, if he'll do it for them, he'll do it for me. Can you say amen? See, you might not relate to everybody, but there's some hand-picked folks with your name on them, and you need to find them. How am I going to find them? I'll show you. But you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, and keep yourselves in the love of God. Can you say Amen. See, that's one way. You're going to cooperate with the glory of God. You're going to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. You're going to cooperate. Say, I will cooperate through willingness and obedience. Because I will, in the name of Jesus, eat the good of the land. This is my day. This is my hour to rise and shine. God's glory is upon my life. The same glory that Jesus has. I have. I will walk in the realm of the glory of God. Greater and greater every day in the name of Jesus. You find John 17. Look at verse 17. Sanctify them, speaking to his followers, through thy truth. Thy word is what? Truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent Armada, 
I guess that says them, into the world. Where are we sent? Into the world. It says, and for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through thy truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That'd be you and me. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also might be one in us, that the world, who? God so loved the what? That he gave who? Great preacher, I heard him speak on that one time, and he said, you know, if God give Jesus, he'll certainly give us. It's our time to be given away. It's our time. See, every one of us in this room is our time through the commitment of understanding His Lordship. And walking in willingness and obedience to His directives by His Spirit, by the foundation of His Word that we have in our lives. Amen. That they all may be one as Thou, Father, art in me, and I in Thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that Thou hast sent me. Verse 22, And the glory which Thou gavest me, I have given them. Did you see that? I'm going to read that one more time. I'm going to go real slow. And the glory which Thou gavest Me, now this is Jesus speaking, I have given them. Who's them? That's us. That's you and me. That's, that's each and every one of us in this room in Christ. That they may be one even as we are one. I and them, thou and me, that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know, who? That the world may know that thou hast sent me. Where was he sent? He was sent to you. Say this with me. Christ in me is the hope of glory. So it's Christ in you, the anointing in you, the Christ within you that is the hope of the manifestations of the glory of God, which is His presence, His power, His goodness, the way God manifests Himself, and He wants to manifest that glory, not in the sweet by and by, He wants to manifest His glory in the earth today through His people. And that would include you and me. So as we look at this, He says here, He says... <clears throat> That they, I and them, thou and me, that they may be perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. Say, behold. Now, that's an interesting word. I know you all understand what it means, but I'm going to tell you the definition of Mr. Vines and his expository 
dictionary. This word is behold, it's beheld, it's considered, it's look, it's perceive, it's see, it's seen. The English word in the New, or the King James Version, it says it, it was translated see 40 times, behold 11 times, perceive four times, consider one time, to look on one time. This also means to experience, it means to discern, it means to acknowledge. So I, what I want you to see is Jesus said I, that they may be, let's go back here, verse 24, Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold, and I want you to understand, let's use the word see instead of behold that they may see my glory. Do you remember a man by the name of Moses? This Moses was favored of the Lord. Say, do you know you're highly favored of the Lord? And uh, he made a statement in Exodus 33, God, if I found favor in your sight, I don't want you to kill your people right now, all right? In other words, God was a little upset with them because they were stiff-necked. Not, not nobody here is stiff-necked, right? Nobody here's ever rebelled, right? Amen. I'm in the right place. So what I want you to see is they were people just like what we deal with, and some of us have been them. We were stiff-necked. We were stubborn, obstinate, whatever you want to say, and maybe we didn't always obey. Well, Moses had a little conversation with the Father, and in that he, he made this statement, and I, I want to read it to you. I know you, you, you understand it. Verse 12 of Exodus 33. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace, or favor, in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I found grace in thy sight, now Moses speaking to God, show me now the way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. Are you the people of God today? Now we're talking, this is Old Covenant. Understand, you and I have a, a new and better covenant based upon, based upon the blood of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? It says, and he said, my presence, say my presence, my presence, shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest, Donna. And he said unto him, in thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence, for therein shall it, it be known there, or here, that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight. It is not in that that thou goest with us, so shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the Lord, or all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also which thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Does God know you by name? Does he know how many hairs are on the top of your head? 
Or does he know how many hairs aren't on the top of your head? It says here, he says, verse 18, And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Say that with me. Father God, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Say, Father, show me thy glory. That would mean you would have to see it. Is that correct? That would mean you'd have to perceive it. Is that correct? That means you'd have to look upon it. Is that correct? You would consider that. You'd behold it. So as we look at this, he says, show me thy glory in verse 19. Am I out of time, Pastor? Did you say quarter after? I'm done. Oh, I got another 15 minutes. Oh, glory to God. Now that's favor. That is absolute favor. Glory to God. See, I sowed two minutes last, and I got 15. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hallelujah. He says here, <laughs> it's okay to laugh in church here? I'm glad about that. Hallelujah. He says, show me thy glory. Now, I want you to understand something, church. That as we look at this, as you understand it, verse 19, he says, and I will make, now God's speaking to him, all my goodness pass before thee, I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou cannot see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. Now we're talking Old Testament. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while my glory passes by. And I will put thee in a cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts. But my face shall not be seen. I want to read Psalm 32 verse 7 and 8 to you. You could turn there if you'd like. Psalm 32, verse 7 says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my... If I was to look at you, I'll look at Pastor Pat here, and I, I'd have a hard time 
not looking at his face, looking at his eyeballs, wouldn't I, huh? It'd be pretty difficult. So evidently, you and I can look into the face of Jesus Christ. Because why? He's the, he, is, he is exactly like the Father. When I look to Him, I look to God. I, I come through Christ with my Father. You did too. We have the great Holy Spirit here in the earth today who's our teacher, our guide, our revelator who gives us that divine connection so that we could come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy, to find grace to help in a time of need because I have a relationship with God my Father through Jesus Christ. And you do too. So if I look at that, He will. He promised me He would guide me with His eye. He will guide me with His eye. Now go, go with me if you would please to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and I'll close here. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Some of you fathers understand this. I'm certain most of you moms certainly do. You have a look that your kids are really aware of. You gentlemen here that are married for any sort of time, maybe a week, don't take long. You understand the look. When you've gone too far and you get the look. And you know exactly what that look means. That means for you to change whatever you were doing. Or to shut up in some cases. Alright. It's not a word. That's right, brother. It's a look. So when I look into his eyes, he can shift his eyes so that I can be instructed and I can be led in the way that I should go. It might not be exactly the way you should go. You're not called to do what I do. I'm not called to do what you do. But you're called to do what he wants you to do. That's why you and I do not, we do not compare ourselves with one another. You compare yourself to Him. You look into His eyes. He will instruct you and show you the way that you should go. And He can shift His eye. And if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you're going to know the movements of the Spirit. You're going to know when you've gone too far. You're going to know when you are not in the right frame of mind to say the things that are on your mind. In other words, your mind shouldn't have its peace what I'm trying to say is sometimes you and I have gotten ourselves into, into trouble by speaking our mind instead of taking the time to look into the eyes of the Father and behold what's on His mind so that we could shift the way we speak and speak the heart of God instead of speaking what we had in mind. Has anybody in here ever got yourself in trouble with your mouth? Man, this is a perfect house. Hallelujah. See, I'm used to I'm used to ministering lately to rednecks. So I I I can probably go further than what you know sophisticated people want to hear. All right. So so you just have to give me some grace. All right. 
So if I, if I have offended you by some of my vocabulary and the way I communicate, it's not intentionally. It's I want you to get the point because I want you to be led by the Spirit. I want you to not be controlled or manipulated by your flesh or by somebody else's flesh or by somebody else's opinion. I want you to come underneath the control of the Holy Spirit so that you understand those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And it's time for the sons of God to rise up in the earth today. It's time for the shining of the glory of God upon God's house of God. It's time for the manifestations of the glory of God to be manifested in every life. Can you say amen? In other words, it's not just the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. God wants to use the body. Can you say amen? He wants to use mamas and daddies. He wants to use little children. He wants to use the elderly. He wants to use each and every one of us so that God's glory can be manifested through your life in the way that you can distribute it because you're looking into His eyes and you see the shift. You see the movements of the Spirit. And when you see that, you know how to cooperate because you're not working for the Lord. You're working with Him. And when you work with Him, you're in sync. You're in harmony and how can two walk together unless they agree so somewhere in your heart and your mind you've come into agreement with the Holy Spirit you come into agreement with the Word of God and you're not in the ditch on one side or on the left you're in the in the center of the spout where God's glory's coming out so that you can be a distributor of the glory of God in your life can you say amen 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and we'll pick up here another time. Verse 15. But even unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon her heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Aren't you glad the veil's gone? Now the Lord is that Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? But we all, say we all. I used to say that when I lived in West Virginia. We all, but we all with open face, say open face, beholding, or I could say seeing, perceiving, discerning, as in a glass the glory of the Lord are what? Changed into what kind of image? What kind of image? What kind of image? Who are you supposed to radiate? Who are people supposed to meet when they meet you? Who are people to see and to hear and perceive when you come into the room? That's called maturity. It's time the body, every one of us, we grow up. And understand that I'm a reflection of His presence. And if I'm not reflecting Him, then I've got to look and behold His glory more than I ever have before. I love you folks. Thanks for bearing with me, Pastor.